and welcome to Music Therapy and Beyond. I'm Elizabeth, and on today's episode, we are doing a product showcase of all things Bear Paw Creek. I'm so excited to share all of my team's ideas with you for how to use their amazing props and products. But before we get to the episode, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Bear Paw Creek. Music Therapy and Beyond is sponsored by Bear Paw Creek, the maker of creative movement products that will inspire you. Bear Paw Creek equips teachers, therapists, and parents as they seek to enrich the lives of others through creative movement products and music. Bear Paw Creek understands the importance of music and movement for developing healthy minds and bodies of all ages. We at Music Therapy and Beyond especially love the Connect to Stretchy Band, which has a buckle system that allows you to use the bands straight or buckled into a circle. They also carry a colorful line of ribbon and chiffon streamers, creative movement scarves, balloon balls, and square and textured bean bags. Bear Paw Creek's creative movement products are proudly 100% manufactured in the heart of the country in Missouri, in the United States of America. Find what you need today at bearpawcreek.com. And don't forget to follow them on social media at Bear Paw Creek. As music therapists, we love to use multisensory and multimodal approaches, and we're always looking for new ideas, new props, new songs. And we love hearing about products that other music therapists use and love on the regular because then we know that they're probably going to work for us too. For all the non-music therapists who might be listening, these ideas can still be workable and adjustable for you. Whether you're a music educator, an occupational therapist, a teacher, or a parent, there's something in here for you today. Let's get brainstorming. So we are going to be focusing on a collection of products from Bear Paw Creek. This is not a comprehensive list of all of their products, so I would really encourage you to just go to bearpawcreek.com and start exploring because there's more than what I'm offering you today but these are the products that we really love the most and use the most and have the most ideas for. So that's why we chose them. So today we're gonna be talking about the stretchy band, the connect a stretchy band, the hoop streamers, the scrunchy streamers, the balloon ball and the mini parachute. So that's six different things that we're going to talk about and we're gonna try to give you at least a few ideas for each one so that even if you don't take the idea that we gave you today, hopefully it will inspire something that works for you with the clients that you're currently serving. So we're gonna start 
with the stretchy band. We could dedicate an entire episode to the stretchy band because we think that it is Bear Paw's most versatile product. And for those of you who don't know, what is a stretchy band? These colorful bands are made out of latex or latex-free tubing. They're covered with cotton fabric and they include a hook and loop closure, which is so key. Uh, they're easy to wash, they're easy to assemble, they're easy to take apart, and that's what makes them so, so, so wonderful because if you've ever tried to use anything similar, then you know the challenges with anything that comes close. Basically, nothing does come close. This is the best that you can get because you can wash it, you can sanitize it, you can make it bigger, you can make it smaller, you can make it fit exactly what you want to do with whatever movement you might be working on. So, what do we love to do with it? Personally, I love the sensory aspect of this product. For a while I was working in schools and a lot of my students really gravitated to the individual sized stretchy bands to provide um, compression and tactile input for themselves. And this individual size is really what I loved for that because I was able to give them their own stretchy band. I also had my own stretchy band for modeling and they were able to give themselves whatever input they needed in the moment throughout the session and also in focused moments just so that they could remain in their chair and do the work and work on their IEP goals. And so you can imagine there's a lot of different movements that you could do, but what I really loved to do with my clients was just explore all the different places on their body where they could provide that input. So they could take it and put it over their leg. They could put it on their foot and pull it in and out. They could put it over their head. Sometimes clients like to put it around their neck and I was just always really careful and thoughtful about who I allowed to do that um, just to make sure that they didn't hurt themselves. But sometimes I would just encourage them to just slide it all the way down to their waist or their belly and pull it from there and they would feel kind of a similar type of input that they would um, on their neck. And so a lot of times I would just pick a song that I knew they really liked and create a quick little sequence and we would do some exercise with it and then they would have some ideas of movements they could use and a lot of times I just had it right there next to me and then if they would ask me for it we would just get it back out and provide that input whenever we needed it. Sometimes I connect a couple of stretchy bands together so that the client can not just see what I'm asking them to do but they can also feel what I'm asking them to do. So if we're going back and forth together or side to side or up and down, or I'm asking them to roll it or tighten it or loosen it or stretch it out, then they can actually feel what's happening as well as see what is being modeled for them, which I think is really great. Um, overall, I've noticed that the stretchy band is slightly less stimulating than something like a large parachute which is really nice because when you're talking about movement in a group, it can get out of hand really, really quickly because people get excited. They see the parachute or some other prop and um, they can get carried away really quickly and get overstimulated very quickly. So as always, I would just observe your clients and students and make that judgment call for yourself about what type of stimulation they need, what type of stimulation they can handle without getting overstimulated and just what's best and safest for them. So 
I don't use the stretchy band with every single type of group because there are some groups where they're just not quite ready for um, the stimulation or maybe I have a couple group members that really struggle with bouncing a little too hard on the stretchy band and being unsafe with their bodies. So it's definitely a judgment call about when and how you use it in a group. But overall, I think it is less stimulating and um, just works a little bit better than a parachute can for keeping everybody regulated but still providing the kind of input that they need. Another thing that you can do is attach instruments to your stretchy band like the wrist jingle bells. And if you have a winter-themed movement song, then you have the auditory input in addition to the tactile input for your client when you're moving to the beat of the music. So it can just be a little more reinforcement and motivation for your client to move the band in a certain way. And you can make them tighter or looser so you don't have to worry about them like flying off or hitting somebody in the face. Uh, but that's a really fun thing to do to make it just a little bit themier. And I think it'd be really easy for other props and stuff, if you just attached a little Velcro strap to the back of them, then you could decorate your stretchy band with all kinds of seasonal things like leaves or flowers or even snowballs. You could put a Velcro band on a, a snowball and attach it to the stretchy band and just have that visual uh, cue in addition to the movement prop, which could be really, really fun. It really just makes the stretchy band a really fun, awesome exercise tool. And something else that I think Bear Paw shared on their Instagram, and I hadn't seen this before, but it just made 100% perfect sense to me, and I thought, wow, that's genius, is to use the stretchy band um, like a resistance band bungee exercise. I don't know if you've ever seen those bungee exercise videos where there's a bungee cord coming down from the ceiling and then it's attached to the person's waist and they're moving around the room almost in like a dance type sequence and going to just different points in the room and the resistance from the band is kind of how they're getting the exercise that they're looking for. And I think it could also be really great for clients to do something similar with the stretchy band in the clinic because it does give that tension um, and it also has this point that's going to just pull them back. And so I'm here in our small clinic at Giving Song and I was just playing around with where we could attach the band and I think there's a few options. If you had a hook or a really heavy duty chair, I think you could wrap the band around that. Um, what I've chosen to do today is to actually put it on the leg of my piano and that's going to be my connection point for the client, but I think you could also stand behind the client and hold the stretchy band and then you could be um, the thing that they come back to. And what I thought would be really fun is if you had the client put the stretchy band around their waist, then they can stand up and move to different points around the room, but the band is going to continue to bring them back and provide that resistance and feedback while they're doing different movements with you. And you could take something like a spot marker and put it on the floor, and then you could give them a matching instrument that's the same color, and they could take that instrument and try to set it on the colorful spot. And you could put that to live music or recorded music so that they have some sort of steady beat to sort of entrain their movements with because we know that that's really helpful as music therapists to provide that beat to help them to know what to do. So I thought that idea was just 
absolute genius and I'm gonna steal it and I wanted to make sure that you saw it in case you missed the reel that Bear Paw shared the other day. Something else, a song that I have adapted and used more for like a mindfulness regulation tool is the song Bim Bomb. And I think it's like a Yiddish song, but I've seen a lot of stretchy band examples with that song on YouTube. And what I chose to do was to adapt the lyrics to promote um, this idea of in and out and moving towards breathing in and out. And um, I think there's two different ways you could use it, but I'm gonna just quickly sing the song for you so that you have an idea of how it goes and then I'll talk about the different ways that I've adapted this song. So here's how it goes. In and out, in and out, in and out, and up, shake it all about. In and out, in and out, in and out, and up, shake it all about. And then you can add a little B section. Side to side, side to side, side to side, then bounce it on your toes. And you can just kind of continue to add different variations to that, depending on what movements you're wanting your clients to do. But to really bring it back to sort of the idea of breathing and mindfulness, another way that I adopted this song was the pacing of the in and out. And so we were really, we used the visual of uh, lemon squeeze breathing. And so just, I had a visual card and it was just a hand squeezing a lemon. And so when we're um, squeezing, we're breathing in and when we're releasing, we're breathing out. And so I had a co-therapist at the time, Maggie, who was also been a part of music therapy and beyond in the past. And she was playing the piano for me and providing that pacing. And so we had the group starting faster and we didn't do the breathing right away because they were pretty energetic. And so it was more like in and out, in and out, in and out and up. And we just kept gradually decreasing the speed and then we started adding the breathing element. So then when we went in, we breathed. And when we went out, we breathed out. And then we just kind of kept slowing it down and slowing it down until eventually we were going very slow and we were breathing very deeply. And it was a really effective tool for us with this group of children because they were very energetic and they needed some input. They needed to be able to use the band and get some energy out. But it was a great pacing tool for them to just bring them more into a mindful regulated state so that we could do the rest of the work in our session. So I really like that one. Um, I will make sure to add that to the show notes, uh, just the words, and then I'll share a link to the original song so you can kind of hear how the original song went and then you can make your own adaptation for it. And then there's another song that's pretty popular for the stretchy band. And the end of it just goes bouncing to the beat. We're bouncing to the beat. And the beginning's like bounce, 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 bounce. Hold on the band and go bounce, bounce. And it's a really simple song. It's a very popular song that's all over YouTube. You can look it up very easily. I think that's a great song, kind of just the way it is with a stretchy band, because it's a very natural movement for the stretchy band to just bounce it up and down on your lap. 
but then it'd be very easy to just change those words um, where you could roll or you could row. Um, you could do all different kinds of movements with a stretchy band and just change the words accordingly because we like to provide that appropriate musical and verbal cue to let our clients know what we're asking them to do. Um, something else that I like about the stretchy band is I like to use it as an assessment tool. Uh, if I have a client who might have tactile defensiveness or maybe they don't like compression as a form of input, then I can see that right away with the stretchy band. Um, someone who has that tactile defensiveness or maybe doesn't like compression, the second they try to pull that band or they put it around their waist or something, it's like hot potato. They just drop it right away and they don't want to touch it again. <laughs> so it's um, just really good information for me as the therapist to kind of do that process of elimination of my client's sensory needs so that I know, okay, this is something that's really not helpful for them, at least not right now. Maybe down the road, this is something that we'll use, but we're not going to use it right away. Um, we've already talked about this a little bit, but a little bit more just about uh, sequencing movements with the stretchy band. So a couple more songs that I like, just that I want to mention because I don't want to forget. Um, I really like Rachel Rombach's Round the Rainbow We Will Go. It's a really fun song to use with the stretchy band. And she also has a song that she actually wrote for the stretchy band. And I think that you can find that one on YouTube for free. She does have a resource community that uh, we're a part of here at Giving Song um, that has more songs, but those are the two that come to mind immediately from her. And then Music for Kiddos also has some songs that are great for stretchy band. Um, I think one of the songs, maybe two of the songs are available on YouTube and the rest are part of the resource community. So if you just do some YouTube searching, you should be able to find those, but I'm going to also link them in the show notes for you because Sometimes it's hard to remember what they're called and I want you to be able to find them easily. Um, you could also take something like the song Rawhide and do a different type of motion with the stretchy band. If you were to take the band and instead of having it connected in a circle, you had it in a straight line, you could do sort of a wrist flicking motion. That's a different way to exercise, different set of muscles, um, different type of coordination and it can be a really helpful uh, movement sequence with that song because it really emulates the different audio cues in that song and kind of the theme of the song it can be really fun. It's a more complex motor movement, so if you really wanna challenge your client, that could be a great way to do it. You could also keep the band in a circle and have it be a slightly larger circle so that you can work on that wrist flicking motion with them and they can sort of feel what it's supposed to feel like. And we actually made a reel using that song on our Instagram if you wanna kinda of see what I'm talking about because I did it with my son and he kinda of helped me out so that I could demonstrate what I was talking about. Um, so yeah, you can kinda of decide how big or small you make that to make it work for your client so that they can learn a more complex movement like that um, but still have the control that they need to have for it. The last thing that I wanna mention with the stretchy band is actually the connect band connection hub. It's really cool. And the thing that I like about this particularly is that it just gives you a little bit more control with the stretchy band. The thing that I find sometimes with groups and the stretchy band 
is if you have a couple clients who really struggle to manage their bodies, they, they just like how it feels to run back and forth and bounce on the band. And if you use this connection hub, I found that it just kind of keeps that erratic movement of someone else from affecting everybody else in the group. So if you need to have that control, but you have, still want to include that client or those couple of clients who are maybe a little bit more exaggerated or big with their movements, and then everybody else who's a little more um, calm and controlled with their movements, then this is a really nice tool for that. Um, and you can see it has a lot of um, a lot of connection points on it. So you can connect a bunch of bands, or you can just connect a couple. Um, it also has a grommet in the middle, so if you did have something like a hook in the ceiling or another place where you could attach it um, in the middle, then that also gives it just that much more stability when you're moving the stretchy band. So that's a really fun tool if you're looking for something like that. But for now, we're going to move on to the balloon ball, which is another favorite of mine. And I just want to mention, because I don't think I did this at the beginning of the episode, we are going to post a video version of this episode on YouTube. So if you've never seen these products before, or you're having a hard time understanding what I'm talking about specifically, if you watch the YouTube version, you're going to see the actual products that I'm talking about, how they're made, what they look like. Um, and it might just give you the kind of information that you need to know whether or not this would be a useful prop for you to purchase for yourself. So just something to think about as you're listening to this episode today. So the balloon ball, it is a fabric cover made out of cotton um, or poly broadcloth in a variety of colors and patterns. And they make all different patterns of this. Right now I'm holding the pumpkin balloon ball, which is my favorite one because I love fall the most. But there's a bunch of different ones and I believe there's one that's more of like a beach ball pattern. So it would probably be easier to use year round if you could only afford to get one instead of having one for every season. I would recommend something like that because then it's not gonna matter what time of year it is. It's still gonna be recognizable for what it is. Um, so essentially you take a balloon, you put it in the slit that's on the bottom of the balloon ball, and then you blow up the balloon and tie it off, and then you can tuck the balloon away inside the slit so your clients can't even see that there's a balloon inside of it. It just looks like a ball, so they're not um, distracted at all by the balloon. And I really like that aspect because if you've ever used a balloon in sessions, you know the challenges. Sometimes they pop, sometimes they're really difficult to control because they float up in the air, and the harder you hit them, the further up in the air they go. And um, it can just be a real challenge for certain types of clients. So I really think that the balloon ball mitigates a lot of these issues. The fabric provides just a little bit of weight, and I think that helps to have a more controlled movement. And the texture of the fabric also gives them something to hold onto and to grab onto. And I think for clients who maybe don't like the feel of latex or maybe who even have a latex allergy, then this can be a nice alternative for them. It's gonna feel better, it's gonna be easier to hold onto, and it just makes it a more effective movement tool for that reason. So some of the really obvious ones for this one, I feel like it's really easy to come up with ideas for the balloon ball, but um, just using a quick game of hot potato, basically, to break the ice. 
in a group session. So pass the ball around to the music, and then when the music stops, your client answers a quick get to know you question. Maybe something about music preferences or their favorite food or whatever it might be. And it's just a nice way to get everybody in the room engaging with one another. And it makes it really easy just you know, stop the music, come up with a question or whatever it is that you would like them to do. Maybe you have them do a silly movement um, or you could play truth or dare or something like that. Um, you could also use it as a tool to promote the movement and coordination of both hands, both arms. So if you have a client who struggles to utilize one side as much as the other, maybe they have left-sided weakness or something like that, maybe they've had a stroke, then the balloon ball can just provide that extra motivation for them to use both their arms. Because as you can imagine, it's kind of hard to catch a balloon with one hand. It's much easier to be able to take both hands and grab a hold of a balloon or a balloon ball and your brain wants to do that, right? It sees it in the air coming at them. They want to use both of their hands to catch it. And so it's a great motivational tool to get them using both of their arms. Something else that I was just playing around with this morning was if you have a shape drum, you could also use it almost like a paddle for the balloon ball. And you could stand on one side of the room, have your client stand on the other side of the room, and then you could um, paddle the balloon ball back and forth with them and it can just give um, a larger target for them uh, sometimes hitting with just your hand or trying to catch with just your hand can be a difficult movement for some people to like coordinate that have the hand-eye coordination to be able to to do that independently but if they have something larger that they can hold on to, that they can swat the balloon with or strike the balloon with or even catch the balloon with, that might be easier for them than just using the palm of their hand. So you might have some other tools other than the shape drum. This was just kind of what came to mind when I was in the clinic today, thinking of a few more ideas. Another thing that you could do to promote um, supination of someone's feet, like when their feet are, are turned in more and they need to um, turn them out, is to have them actually try to grab or hold the balloon ball with their feet and move it in a movement sequence to the music. Or you could have the balloon ball and then you could also have some graduated smaller and smaller items and have them continue to pick up those items with their feet and place them on a marker on the floor and that's a great way to um, help to promote supination among a lot of other things. I wanna mention another music for kiddos song that I love. If you can't tell, she's one of my favorites. Um, it's called Roll It, Roll it To Me, and it's a song for sequencing that works really well with pre-K elementary age kiddos. Um, you can only access that particular song through the resource community, but I think you could also create a great sequence to the song Move To The Beat, which is searchable on YouTube. So if you're not part of the resource community, I would recommend looking up Move to the Beat and create a little sequence with the balloon ball. And if you are part of the resource community, then look up the song, Roll It To Me. Um, I think she actually is holding a balloon ball in the video example for that song and showing you how she would use it. So that's what I have for now for the balloon ball. I would also just love to hear from you all when the episode airs. Um, send us a message or an email and tell us all the different ways that you use it because 
it'd be great to just add to this list of ideas. I could very easily add some extra ideas to the show notes, or I could link your own YouTube video if you have an example of yourself using some of these products in a specific way. So please do share that with us because we want to share all the ideas with our community as much as we can. So now we're going to move on to the streamers. And these are absolutely wonderful. So the streamer collection, I love because you can customize the type of streamer. You can have a chiffon scarf or a ribbon. You can have a handle that is a wrist scrunchie or a hoop. And so it makes them really adaptable for whatever it is that you specifically need to have your students and clients moving more successfully and independently. So it's just really cool. I think you can imagine all the different purposes, but we'll give you a few examples here. So right now I'm holding the wrist scrunchie, which has a ribbon attached to the end in the same color. And the wrist scrunchies are in primary colors. So I've got blue and yellow right now. And we have a reel on our Instagram with a brief demonstration of a few ideas for how to use these streamers. So if you want to look that up, that would be another way to kind of see what we're talking about. But one of the things I love the most about these is the uh, proprioceptive input that they can provide for your client. So just having something with a little bit of weight or something that's touching their wrist or their hands can really help them when they're just figuring out where they're moving in space in the clinic to just be able to see it and feel it as they're moving their arms can be really helpful. And for clients who have spasticity or maybe their grip is not very strong, the wrist streamer is really great because they don't have to hold it. They can just put it on their wrist, which makes it really easy for them to move independently um, and to not have to have you providing hand under hand assistance for them. They can do it on their own. And you could also graduate to them holding it a little bit at a time. So you could start off with it on the wrist, then you can maybe slide it over their thumb so that they're holding it, but it's not gonna fall off. And then you could work towards them just holding it like a handle instead of having it around their wrist. And that way you can just sort of gradually work up to them being able to do it more independently and to work on the grasp that is important for them. These are obviously great for color identification, color matching. You could do it a lot of different ways. Um, it could be a way to indicate that it's someone's turn in a group. So you could just have some sort of color song, rainbow song, and then you could take a moment to stop and identify a specific color. And then whoever's holding that color maybe gets like a little solo movement moment. And then you move on and, and choose another color. And there are so, so, so many rainbow songs on the internet that you can take and adapt for that. <clears throat> I already mentioned um, Round the Rainbow We Will Go. There's another song that's called I Can Sing a Rainbow. So there's lots of different ones out there that are very adaptable for this kind of thing. Um, something that we showed you online, but I really love is you can actually use the wrist scrunchie as a slingshot. So you can take a marker, a point in the room that they can aim for and have them try to land the scrunchie that they're holding on the corresponding color, which can be a really fun way to work on that particular goal. And it's also just a great attention tool. Even if their goal is not to match colors, it's a great way to keep their attention and keep them engaged. 
uh, for the rainbow hoops, which are also really fun. So I have the acrylic hoop that has the rainbow scarf material. So it's basically strips of scarves, which is really cool. Um, the way that it feels on your hand is really nice. And the way that it moves is also really nice because uh, if it's hard to hold on to the scarf or pinch the scarf, it might be a little bit easier to hold the hoop. Or again, you could put it on your wrist or your arm and let it dangle if you really can't hold on to anything. And you could take the song Proud Mary and move it along with the rainbow hoops. And you could do either a rolling motion where you could hold the scarf in one hand and the hoop in the other, or you could just use it with one hand and do a rolling or circular motion. You can reach up high and low and use the echoes in the chorus to kind of create this little movement sequence. And you could just change a few of the words to sort of make it work for what you're doing. So it could be rolling, rolling, rolling a rainbow. And then you could just add a cue at the end um, to stop on a specific color if you're using the wrist streamers. Um, or to have them maybe call out a color if they're using the chiffon scarves in the different colors. Maybe choose a favorite color. And it could just be a really fun way to sort of adapt that song that every music therapist has in their repertoire and has used at one point or another. And I'm sure there's a million other songs that you could adapt um, in a similar fashion. So I think there's a lot more possibilities and uses for these streamers, but those are the ones I was going to highlight specifically for today. And because I want to take a few minutes to talk about the mini parachute before we run out of time. So if you cannot see the parachute, if you're not watching the YouTube version of our episode today, it is a 30 inch wide parachute with four rainbow colored handles. And it's really designed for a very small group or even an individual to use. Most of the time when you find a parachute, they're quite a bit larger than this. Like the large parachute is huge, obviously. There is a slightly smaller one that works for groups of three to five people. Uh, but this one's really nice because if you're just working individually with a client, it makes it kind of just the right size. Um, you don't want too big of a parachute because sometimes it's hard to grip all of the handles. Sometimes it's just way too stimulating because of how much air it's moving around the room and all the colors and how big it is. And so I also think that it's kind of nice that this is just one color in the middle. It's not got like a rainbow color all the way around. It just has that strip of rainbow for the handles. So it's not super stimulating in terms of the color. The blue color is very peaceful and calming. So I think if you're thinking about the amount of stimulation that your client can handle, then this is a really nice tool for that. It's just a little bit smaller, a little less overwhelming. Um, something that we really love to do with parachutes is to do different vocalizations. So because you can see the parachute moving up and down, side to side, big and small, then you can do some pitch modulation, um, extend vocal phrases, do all different sorts of speech exercises where you have that additional visual cue of the parachute moving to help your client understand what to do with their voice. So it'd be really easy to just model your voice moving up and down and all the different ways um, that we can use our voice that would match the movements that we're using with the parachute. So if you're maybe working with a Parkinson's choir or with someone who's recently had a stroke, if you're practicing neurologic music therapy, I think this could be a great way to provide that extra motivation and additional cueing 
for speech exercises to just help your client understand what you're asking them to do. Something else I love to do is to take seasonal items and put them inside the parachute. And so you can take something like snowballs since it's winter time right now, or fake leaves, fake flowers, a beach ball in the summertime. And I can really challenge my clients. Like we're going to keep it inside the parachute. We're going to do really small movements and try to keep everything inside the parachute. And then at the very end of the song, I count it down to do one big upward movement to release all of the items from the parachute. And then they fling all over the group room. And then we have another song that we use to kind of gather up all of those items and put them either back in the parachute or put them away. So depending on how much stimulation your client can handle, you might do that once and then that's it. And that's the end of the activity. Or you might be able to do it a few times and they can be working on that transition and gathering the items, putting them back, practicing the sequence of flinging it up and then gathering them all over again. Um, I think that this parachute is actually small enough that maybe an elementary age client could manipulate the parachute all on their own. They could hold it up above their head or they could hold it behind them kind of like a cape and do some different movements to record it or live music. So I think you would have to kind of test this out a little bit with your particular client to see if they could do it. But it's small enough that I think if they held handles on either side, they could move it all on their own, which could be really cool for them. So just a few quick ideas for the mini parachute. I'm sure that our community has a bunch more ideas that they could share with us. And I'd really love to hear those because I think that's what's great about our community is that you all do love to share. You're um, not protective of your ideas. And that's what makes the music therapy community so awesome is when we help each other out so that we can all do our best work and stay really creative because sometimes it's hard to come up with new ideas. And I know I'm really grateful for everybody that shares ideas with me. So after you listen to this episode, I would really, really love to hear your ideas, the way that you use these products. We really love Bear Paw Creek. We want to support them. They're a local business for us because we're based in Missouri and they're just south of us in Springfield, Missouri, and they make really high quality products. So we're just really proud that they are supportive of our community and they're making products that really were originally designed for music therapists. And so um, just really happy to talk about them today and to share some ideas about them. Don't forget to check out all of Bear Paw Creek's awesome products at bearpawcreek.com. And if you're not already following us on Instagram at Music Therapy and Beyond or on YouTube, please do look us up and follow us and share. Um, we want to share the love, share the ideas, and grow our community. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to Music Therapy and Beyond. For show notes from today's episode, head to our website, musictherapyandbeyond.com. And while you're there, check out our shop. If you enjoy this content, please like and subscribe to share our work on all platforms. And don't forget to tune in every Monday for another great episode. We'll see you next time.